0: Hey everyone, welcome back. Oh man, I'm so excited about this episode. I get to have a conversation with my friends, Shane Selby and Michaela McKibben from 11th Hour Worship. They are some of the most talented people I know. Super gifted, but more importantly... They are so genuine, they love Jesus, they love people, they're just the best, and you're going to love them. Go check out their music at 11thhourworship.com, also on all musical platforms, you can check out their music there. I'm excited for you to get to know them and hear their heart and what they are all about, so without further ado, here's my conversation with Shane and Michaela from 11th Hour Worship. So Shane and Michaela, it's my lucky day. Thank you guys. Thank you guys for being on the podcast.
1: Thanks for having us, man. We are excited to be on here today.
2: Yeah, we are.
0: Um, I have to tell you, one of the reasons why I'm excited to have you guys, it's not just because you're wonderful people and we're friends, but it's special to me because you remember the birthday party. My birthday party. Well, I don't know if I told you guys this story, um, the backstory to that, uh, but so for my 30th birthday party, um, which is kind of a big deal, you're supposed to throw, you're supposed to have a pretty good party for your 30th.
2: Um,
0: Well, I didn't because Julie, who loves to throw parties, was like, do you want to have one? I'm like, no, seriously, like, don't do it. I just want to hang out with some friends around a campfire. She's like, are you sure? Because... You're supposed to go big on your 30th. I'm like, no, seriously, don't do it. So she's like, okay. Well, so it comes around, and I, I did that. I had a campfire with my friends. And then afterwards, um, which kind of surprised me, but I was sort of let down. I was like, man, I kind of wish I would have went big. And Julie, <laughs> who's as intuitive as a CIA agent, uh, she could work for the CIA. She, she noticed, and she's like, you're disappointed. You wanted to have a big party, and you refused to have one. I'm like, I didn't know. I, I thought I didn't want one. But, I, you know, anyway, so the my 31st birthday comes around, and I'm kind of expecting she's probably going to, like, throw a surprise party for me. But, see, Julie's smarter than that and sneakier than that. So she <laughs> doesn't throw a party. I'm like, oh, okay, well, that's fine. So my 32nd comes around, and it's not even on my radar now. So she's waited two years to pull this off (laughs) and not even, I'm not even thinking anything. I'm thinking it's over, it's gone. And so 32nd birthday, she's going to take me out to dinner. She's like, I need to run by the house first. I said, okay. So we pull into the driveway and all my favorite people are in my backyard, which almost brought me to tears, which doesn't take a whole lot. But anyways, uh, but the coolest part, the, I mean, it, it just set it off for me it was like, I come around the corner of the house and you guys are playing and singing live music. It oh. was like, it just set it off for me on so many levels uh, because number one, it's, it's y'all. Number two, live music at a party is just the best thing ever. <laughs> and I, I don't know, it was just, it was amazing. And I just was so grateful to have you guys. It, it couldn't have been better if it was, Taylor Swift and Ed Sheeran. All right.
2: <laughs> oh, that's so great. Yeah. I, we really love doing that because we're so used to doing worship music. This was like our chance to do like something else.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what what was some of the stuff y'all played? I I don't even remember now.
2: Nora Jones. I yeah, we that. sang some Nora yes. Jones. Some Dave Barnes.
0: Dave Barnes and John Mayer. Yeah. Things mm. like that. It was great. Oh, it was it was so cool. So cool. <laughs> uh, was it awkward for you guys to do that? To play for a birthday party?
2: No. I, I didn't think
1: so. I, I kind of get my own little world in those situations. Like, yeah. it, when I'm not leading for people at church. I just kind of get my own little creative circle and sing songs. <laughs> 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 so
2: it
1: was great.
0: That's good. Uh, years ago, I played for a birthday party for this girl. her teenage party. We didn't even know the girl. And then they're like, hey, when she comes in, we want you all to sing happy birthday. I'm like, cool. The problem is we didn't know who she was, and they're like, "She's coming, she coming. Well, we didn't know when she's in the room or not. And then eventually, everybody's just staring at us, and like, it's she's here. Like, you start singing. So I start singing "Happy Birthday," and nobody sings. They're just staring at me oh. singing. It was the worst. Oh my goodness, it was so bad. That's and hilarious. hilarious and the mom was like here's 50 bucks just just go and then they turned on like rap music so oh that, that <laughs> hopefully your experience was a little better than that it
1: definitely
0: <laughs> <was>. <laughs> so uh so before we jump into 11th hour worship which is amazing by the way um tell us about you guys what's going on what's new in your lives personally
2: uh yeah, so the newest thing for us is that we are engaged. We are getting married. So really, everything
0: else—like
2: yes. <laughs> I can't think of anything else right now because that's what's taking over our brain space. <laughs> um, well, as it should. <laughs> yes. So that's definitely the biggest and newest thing in our lives, uh, personally. So
0: that's amazing. So tell me about the 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 question. How did it go down?
1: Oh man! <laughs> well, it actually happened in Detroit. Uh, we were doing an event uh, in Detroit, Michigan, and um, you know that's a very special place to us. Um, uh, we have there's a church up there that we just love the people, and they're like family. And so, um, yeah, we went out to dinner, and then um, I had just kind of coordinated with some people up there, actually Michaela's sister, and we had a whole team kind of set up a, a stage for us and. Michaela had no idea what was happening. Even when we walked in, she was like, what is, what is this place? Like, what are, <laughs> this is a cool setup, but like what happened here? Yeah, I
2: had no clue.
1: Um, so yeah, popped the question. And then I had, um, it was tough coordinating this, but I had her family from all over the States drive in and surprise her downstairs for an after party. Wow. Um, she walked in and her whole family, grandparents, sisters, mom, dad, everybody was there. So
2: it was perfect. It was, it was great.
0: That's awesome. I love it. I'm excited for you guys. Thanks, Thank man. you. <laughs> so you guys are, are musicians um, and wonderful musicians at that. So like musically, your music people, what hits right now? What are you listening to? What, what's lighting you up?
1: Um, I'll say this, you know, for me, it's um, I'm pretty old school. I, I think we both are.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, we love like older worship music. Um, if you're ever in a service with 11th Hour Worship, you're probably going to get at least one throwback song of a song that I, we were raised on in a youth group that ministered to us yeah. then. Oh, yeah. Um, but for me, um, there's a record called uh, Faith of My Father by Stephanie Gretzinger. It mm. is a pretty stripped back record uh, where she does old songs and she kind of revamped them and she just its super worshipful. It's one of those you can just kind of take and worship to when no one's around, but it's really good.
0: Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. I'll check that out.
2: Uh, I, I'll agree with that. That's an incredible record. Um, I'm super old school as well. Um, I mean, I like new stuff, but I just resonate with older stuff. Um, definitely Faith of My Father. And then I'm, I love Upper Room these days. Like, um, What's her name? Alyssa is it Smith? Mm-hmm. I think. Yep. Yeah. Uh, her new record, newer record. Um, Just a huge fan. The song specifically, On the Altar uh, by Upper Room. Yes. I just haven't heard a worship song with that um, content in a really long time. Really just about not what God can do for us, but like what we want to do for him and be the sacrifice for him. And that's that's my jam right now. That's cool.
0: Nice. Nice. So 11th Hour is your guys' group. And you guys are lead singers and musicians uh, for that group. Tell us about 11th Hour. What are you guys about and what's going on now with you guys and what's coming down the road? What's something good on the horizon?
2: Yeah. So we have been doing 11th Hour worship pretty much full-time now for what is that, seven years,
1: seven or eight years, seven
2: or eight years. Um, we Started as, uh, when we were juniors in high school at a public high school talent show. Um, that's a real thing. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) It's the best uh,
0: way ever to start. Yes. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, so yeah, I mean, we just kind of, the Lord did things in that school that we were just not expecting. And we actually, after the talent show started to get, um, phone calls from churches as we were, you know, 17 years old. And they're like, hey, can you come do what you did in the talent show here for our church? And um, we were like, well, I don't even know. Like, we don't have a band, really. Like, we just <laughs> got some students together. And um, anyway, so, yeah, now seven or eight years later, it's, we just hit the ground running with it. And um, we just kind of do it full time now.
1: And- yeah. And, um, you know, our, our whole, like, ethos, <clears throat> really, of um, 11th Hour Worship is just this, like, John the Baptist call. Um, we, we didn't really like, we've, I don't know, man, we, we've had, it's been difficult to articulate that, but in the last couple of years, like the Lord has just given us really like divine articulation that we feel this is like John the Baptist call to prepare the way for the return of Jesus. Yes. Mm. And, you know, John says to make straight the highway, a path for the Lord. That's what we feel called to do through our music, through our ministry is to, uh, call the church to consecration, call the church to holiness and to make straight the highway for his return. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, that's an amazing perspective. I'm, I I can imagine every time you go on stage to have that perspective, that lens on, that this is what we're about. This is what we're doing versus uh, let's just go play some songs. Sure. Right. Yep. And I love how, how you guys got started because I think, it, when you're following the Lord, like so many times when God calls you to something, it's, it's something that you're not expecting. Uh, you're not working towards it. It kind of blindsides you a lot of times. You know, mm-hmm. you guys play at a talent show, like, okay, we're going to do this thing. And then suddenly it's, it's growing into something bigger than you ever expected. And mm-hmm. seven, eight years later, here you are um, yeah. with this call in your life. I love that. It's amazing. Cause that's kind of how God works. It's, it's like, yep. it's, it's yep. the Abraham thing, right? Abraham's just like doing his thing in polytheistic world. And, and then God is like, Hey, uh, you're mine and I need you to move, <laughs> you know? So cool. I love that. Um, what is your, and, and maybe you just, maybe you just answered this, but I guess your philosophy for leading worship, would you say it is that ethos, that idea of like, we're just trying to call people to prepare for the Lord.
2: I would say that's definitely the biggest piece of it. Um is sometimes we'll get on stage and, and you know, this isn't the most like popular message. Like Jesus is coming soon. <laughs> you know, like not everybody really wants to hear that. And so there's definitely moments where that's really awkward for us to like bring into our worship set. But a lot of times like Shane and I will look at each other and just be like, we know this is going to be awkward, but we just have to be obedient and we have to, we have to say this, we have to, we can't go on stage without, um, without mentioning that somehow and tying that in somehow because we'll feel really disobedient, um, a lot of times, um, I will say another thing just when it comes to worship, um, is we firmly believe we talk about this with our team, um, that. You're not leading from your, you know, I'm not leading with my voice. Um, you're not leading from your instrument. You lead with your worship. So whatever that takes, um, if you need to set your guitar down, we would rather you worship um, and the, the audience and the people see you worship. And we want you to minister to the heart of the Lord rather than play the notes right now, you know?
1: Yeah. They're, yeah. they're you know, speaking into that, like there've been multiple times where I've, I've, you know, we've been in a worship set and I've like, turned around to like kind of build up the band and our drummer doesn't come in and I kind of look back and he's actually like laying on his face behind the drum kit and <laughs> wow. the Lord just yeah and, and you know the wow. Lord just convicted me of this thing of like because I used to be like what the heck man like I'm trying to build it up you know <laughs> but, but like the Lord just kind of convicted me of like no like you know James laying on his face uh, not only ministers to the heart of God, but it it will lead people more than any drum feel he could ever do. Yes. Yeah. And right. that's 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 the t- type of posture we try to have. We try to get our team into that headspace um, before we even honestly before we even ever walk on stage. Um, and honestly, man, like the philosophy. Just when we get out there, our job is to get out of the way. And what I mean by that is like we we try to be sensitive to the holy spirit and whatever that means like there are moments where we plan a set in advance we pray through it and we play the set just like we planned it there are right. other moments that we get on stage and we plan a set and two songs in you know the lord gives us a prophetic word or something and we feel this just like gentle nudging to go elsewhere and usually when we follow that something something happens in the room that follows that as well um, you know, and, and it always looks different, but just trying to get out of the way and say, All right, Lord, um, we're coming before your throne and we want to do what you want to do, so Lord lead us. Yeah, and we just how kind of it to him.
0: Wow. I love that. You know, um, Michaela, you were talking about <clears throat> just the awkwardness sometimes of you know, making that known that Christ is returning. I think that's something that maybe 20, 30 years ago in the church, they talked about a lot. Like when I was a kid, like it seemed like every Sunday was like, Jesus is coming back, you know? <laughs> and, and then like all the songs were about heaven and glory land and Beulah land. And, all, and I, even as a kid, I thought like, is that all we sing about is like heaven. But like, now that I'm older, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Like, let's sing about that. <laughs> let's <laughs> yeah. go back to that mentality. of Jesus is coming because um even in the first church 2000 years ago like that was central like they were expecting it was imminent like, imminent any moment now and they lived their lives in light of that That's and, right. you know you look at the new testament especially um really the whole the whole scripture everything is waiting for that like that is our hope our hope is not like retirement our hope is not anything <laughs> in this world it's like jesus coming back to make everything right once and for all that's right and it's it's the fullness of the gospel yeah that's it yeah it's the whole gospel yeah it doesn't stop you know
1: like a lot of times we we talk about uh you know the the first coming of jesus and we stop with him being resurrected yeah. And we really kind of like stop there. It's like, oh, thank the Lord for that. And, and we are living today. We're living in the byproduct of that, his first coming. And I'm so thankful for that. Yep. But the scriptures obviously say like, and we don't know, Michaela and I have no clue when it is. It could be 2000 more years from now. Right. But the reality of it is that we are to posture our, our lives, posture ourselves in a way that is holy, to be a bride ready for the return of Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Because that is the fullness of the gospel is the completion of the gospel. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and I th- and I think when the church gathers together to worship the Lord, it, is it not in light of all of that, right?
2: Mm-hmm, so yeah. I,
0: I think your guys' focus and your philosophy, your vision for it, is just—it's spot on. It's mm-hmm. it's where our minds and hearts ought to be when we come together to sing. Because if we're singing, which Christians we are, a singing people, God's called us <laughs> to sing. How cool is that? Uh but we're singing because this is true. Right. That's right, And, yeah. and I love that. That's so good. Um, as a, as a worship leader, um, who's also a human being, right. What are, what are the challenges and struggles of doing what you do?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, man, there are so many, I think, especially in the culture, Um, that we live in, even the church culture that we live in, there is such a battle um, between worship, like true worship, which is a lifestyle, right? It's not what you do on Sunday mornings versus this performance like culture. (laughs) And um, I think in some ways, the church is kind of waking up to that, which I think is really cool. I don't know, Shane, you might, you might disagree, but I think in some ways there are some people who are like, wait, we've got this a little backwards. Um, but there's still that, that battle between your flesh and wanting recognition and, and wanting to hit all the right notes and be the best singer on the team or whatever, you know, or write the best song. Um, and versus just like, is this, like pleasing to the Lord. And if it is, then that's more than enough for me, you know?
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah. For me, I, um, I think a part of it is, um, you know, I know the like appropriate, the churchy, the, the right things to say from the stage to move people's hearts. Mm. But that is not always what the Lord wants. Like, yes. like sometimes again, it's just the idea of me getting out of the way. And also it's this idea of like, man, I'm, I'm at a place in my life where God is speaking to me about very specific things. So obviously that's a there's, there's a reason for that. But like, how does that how does that how is that reflected in my worship? And what I mean by that is like um, I've just personally been in a season where um, we have ministry connections in the Middle East. And we have a, a, a partner ministry there called Global Catalytic Ministries. And, um, you know, we're hearing testimonies of underground church and underground church leaders. And a lot of times they pray for endurance. Okay, mm. that's not, that is not a, 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 an American prayer. Right, um, Lord, give us perseverance. Lord, give us endurance. And so even in a mind Michaela's, you know, personal, like writing right now, as we're writing songs for the church. We're writing songs about endurance. We're writing songs from martyrs. And that's not necessarily applicable right now in what we're seeing, you know, right now in America, at least. Yeah. Um, And so to me, it's like, how do we how do we get the church to see that the global body that when one hurts, we all hurt? Number one. Number two is like, how do we posture our minds? How do we get our mm-hmm. minds in that place of like, God, teach us. I mean, there's prayers of endurance all throughout the New Testament. Yeah. And so how do we model our lives in that way? The Romans 12, the living sacrifice. How do we model ourselves in that way? Um, it's just, it's a bit uh, countercultural in Western, in, you know, the West.
2: Yeah. yeah. And I, I also, I like what you said about the whole, like, we know the right things to say, quote unquote, um, to get people hype and to get people excited in church. And that is a huge battle for me as well. When I'm on stage, when I'm leading people, the battle between like, am I going into this moment because I feel like I'm being spirit led? Or is this, am I doing this? Because it worked the last five times I sang this song.
0: (laughs) Right, yeah. Wow, that's so good. So speaking of endurance and Shane, you mentioned earlier, it it could be 2,000 years for jesus comes back (laughs) right um so let's let's say it is so fast forward two thousand years from now uh you're on the new earth and jesus says to you guys let's say there's there's thousands of the, the people are gathered around and it's just festive and everybody's just so happy and having a great time together and then jesus taps you on the shoulder and says shane and michaela i want you guys to lead us lead the nations in a song (laughs) what song are you going with you got them okay
2: (laughs) (laughs) okay i'll give mine first um i think mine as of right now would be again, we said we're old school, so this is definitely not a new hip song or anything. But um
0: <laughs> Well at this point it would be at least two thousand years old. So, so. <laughs> <True>. <laughs>
2: um for me I think it would be Oh Lord You're Beautiful by Keith Green. Oh wow. um, that is one of my wow, all time favorite songs that I just think will never go out of style. <laughs>
1: it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah for me, um it's tough. That's a that's a tough one. Um, but you got to do a song that's pointing all to him. So yep. I exalt thee would be mine. Oh, man, man, here in the nation, sing I exalt thee.
2: Whew. Yeah, that's true. Oh, I got
0: I got chill bumps just now when you. did. T- <laughs> <laughs> Those are such good choice. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> y'all, y'all couldn't have had better answers than that. Wow. That is awesome. Well, I love you guys to death. Thank you for taking the time to to hang out today.
2: Likewise, man. We
0: love you, dude. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll see you later. See you, man.
2: See
0: ya. Well, that was Shane Selby and Michaela McKibben from 11th Hour Worship. You, you got to love them. You just do. Reminder, go check out their music, 11thHourWorship.com. 11th is spelled out. Also on all musical platforms, 11th Hour. It's just fantastic. So check it out. And we'll see you next time.